0: We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McEachern, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. We are here today in my art studio at Greenleaf Arts Center, and I, had, I have invited artist Frederick how do you pronounce your last name
1: niche
0: niche okay so Frederick and I um, were together previously because I interviewed him on the podcast and we see each other all the time at art openings and when I decided that I wanted to do a, a talk about my upcoming show and the book that's associated with it I decided I need someone to talk to because I can't just I didn't think it would make sense to just. Yeah, you can't
1: just monologue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're here at my studio. Um, He's taken a look at the book, a preview of it. He's also just, I walked him through all of the 17 pieces of art. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to just talk about the show, the artwork, um, and the associated book. And I don't know. Right. Uh, what? You go and ask me, questions? anything you want.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, first off, do you want to just give everyone details of uh, of that show?
0: Uh, meaning like the specifics of yeah, where it is? When aware, oh, yeah, when and where. Oh, sure. So the show is, it's called Moment, and it is at the center on Halstead in uh, the Lakeview neighborhood of Chicago on Halstead Street. I don't know the exact address. The opening is Friday, March 13th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, and the show itself runs from the 13th of March until the 29th of April.
1: So folks who are not familiar with Rick's work, you're doing figurative painting. Um, why, uh, why do you call it moment?
0: Um, figurative painting meaning, why, do you, why are you using that term? Well, uh, because I mean, I'm, when you say that, I think of people.
1: Oh, well, well. I mean, I do abstract art, so I'm not trying to make my paintings oh, okay. look like anything. And so your paintings, some of them have people, some of them have natural landscapes, right. some of them have buildings. Right. So your paintings look like things in the real world. Gotcha. That's Perfect. all I mean. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Well, I, so the subject matter for the show, it's fairly diverse uh, because some of it is landscapes, like you said, some of it is people, some of it is structures. So I was trying to come up with a cohesive or a single way to express like what this is all about Um, and the curator David Joseph he came to do a preview of what I was working on and he made the comment that there was a sense of stillness Mm. of all of these paintings and that kind of activated my brain a bit and um, I just started thinking about a commonality between all of them and really all of them were just I think of them as moments of time all of them are uh, based on photographs that usually I have taken and I am trying to capture a moment in time when I'm painting them and I'm staying with a single moment for an extended period of time in the studio multiple sittings in the studio and the the name moment just came up
1: yeah so I mean, you talk about you know, moments uh, captured in stillness and working from photographs. So some of these are from your own photographs, and I want to get to that. But some of these are from photographs from your father, right? These are uh, stories that that you've gathered just from looking at photos that were taken, you know, before you were born. Tell me about that.
0: Sure. So this is the most exciting part of the whole show, really. Uh, My dad was in the Korean War, in um around 1952 1953 and while he was in europe he didn't uh he was in europe he purchased a film camera well there was only film cameras back then um as a way to capture some of his memories i think he was probably like 21 years old and he took slide film which means it was like regular it was photo positive film we don't get have to get into the technical details but the point is growing up, we had all of these trays full of slides of my dad's trips, trip to Europe, his time in Europe. Um, we did not have a slide projector growing up and we didn't have a screen. So we only got to see these slides like every couple years, probably like two years in my childhood, mm-hmm. we would somehow get a, a slide projector, mm-hmm. we would get a screen and it would be a huge event. It would be almost like when the Wizard of Oz was on when <laughs> sure. you were a kid, it was sure. like a once a year event. But this was even rarer. So these images always meant a lot to me. And it was always very special. And it was a special look into my dad's life. Um, and when I became a painter, I realized that the, we eventually scanned these. And I realized that these would be wonderful source sources for paintings. Mm.
1: So, so you, So these are images of your father that you grew up with. And, and basically you decided you wanted to paint them as soon as you de- decided you wanted to paint.
0: I think, uh, I don't know if it happened immediately, but um, I think at some point as my, my skill as a painter, uh, you know, developed, mm. I've suddenly realized, I think I should take a look at these slides. We had scanned them and they were all digital to see if any of them would make good paintings. And sure enough, um, lots of lots of them, um, lots of them would. I've only yeah. done, I think, five of them for this particular show.
1: How uh, how does your how does your family feel about those paintings?
0: Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I know, um, I'm not, I'm not really sure. We, I know that they're very fond of me posting the photographs sure. of the slides. And we always talk about our dad and we, you know, we love our dad. Um, we also, and we'll probably talk about this. I know that I recreated some of his photographs. Um, mm-hmm. So they were very excited about that. I don't really recall them talking about like my interpretation of sure. them as a painter. Sure. So
1: I mean, I imagine they think it's cool. So yeah, you. so the do you see them more as your interpretation rather than, um, how, how in what way are they your interpretation rather than?
0: Well, um, I wouldn't necessarily I'm not trying to replicate them so that they look like the mm, photograph, okay. but I know that I'm sort of channeling my dad, uh, I guess when so for instance, there's one um, called Spades Two, which mm. is like oh, which yeah. is like the group of guys around the table like my dad was twenty one years old and he was it was the first time that he was ever away from home and he was with these guys and I don't know how well he knew them. So I was just trying to find where go in my dad's head and try to capture that. So for instance, in that painting, all of the guys, they kind of just have a different look and different personality. And I know that my dad knew them personally and he knew them in a way that maybe doesn't show through in the photograph. So I was trying to extend that a bit sure, sure. in the painting, and that's one of the great things of being a painter is you have that ability that you can extend something and um, in a way that you think is appropriate.
1: Yeah, totally. No, I I love spades too. You'll see it at the at the show, but it's just a bunch of a bunch of army guys playing cards around a table, and I actually just recently. Uh, For the first time saw some photos of my father when he was in his early 20s Just kind of hanging out with the guys, you know drinking a beer and like this is totally different impression of my father You know from the the guy I grew up with, you know, and like it's nice Yeah, how old
0: was your dad in the photographs? Yeah
1: early 20s, you know same as yours and it's like it's nice You know imagine him as a young man just like, you know shooting the breeze with some guys playing cards Um, Yeah there's another one in there I really, really like of yours. Um, it's the farm boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me about that one.
0: Sure. So, this is uh, an image that it from the sequence of the slides. And so, I'm assuming that the slides were in the slide, um, the tray, mm-hmm. in the order that they were atta- uh, taken. Oh, sure. So, assuming that that is the case, it appears that this was taken when they were on a bus and they pulled over on the side of the road okay. and it's just a, uh, somewhat, I don't know if I, I, well, actually I do know it's, it's the same guy that's in the spades. Okay. Uh, painting. Um, and he, they're pulled over on the side of the road and he is feeding a baby cow. <laughs> and I love that because I must, where my brain goes with this painting is that this guy grew up on a farm and he hmm. is familiar with farm animals and cows and here he is on a third of the way around the world right and he's a young guy and never been anywhere and he is trying to make a connection yeah to home yeah through
1: this no i love that yeah no it's it's nice i mean you have these these images you're working with you know from wartime but they're not of war i mean they're just of uh, of of young young guys being young guys and yeah, I think it's really lovely. Uh, your favorite one from the series uh, is uh, it's called Snake Charmer. Yeah. Tell me about that one.
0: So that is an image that, of a woman, a very young girl, um, in, in the photograph, because all of these photographs are extremely high resolution because they were obviously on film. Mm-hmm. She's very young. I would say she's probably fi- 15 or 16 years mm-hmm. old. She's extremely fit, and she has a snake around her. A giant snake and there's like a carnival barker and she's on a stage Mm. and behind her a bunch of women with veils over their face and I didn't know where this was taken, but I I figured it out from looking very closely at the wallpaper Mm. in the photograph The wallpaper is not you can't see it in the painting because I I didn't represent it This was taken inside the beer tent (laughs) one of these gigantic beer Mm -hmm. tents because the it's not the wallpaper the mural on the ceiling It's the same mural so I think this was like a corner of the beer tent. This mm. uh, is where this was taken.
1: So, um, so you did some detective work. I here. did a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and a side note, my dad uh, took all of the um, beer steins. And actually, I'm looking right here. I did have a beer stein that my dad. My dad stole seven beer steins <laughs> from his trip to Oktoberfest in 1953 that we all have. <laughs> But the reason why it's my favorite is uh, I'm just wondering, like, what's going on with this girl? Like, is she thinking, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> In like, with all of these drunken, Gender. messy Germans, <laughs> uh, you know, with a snake around my neck, and I'm like this young, beautiful girl. Or is she thinking, this is amazing? <laughs> sure. I just want to know, like, what she's looking at, yep. what she's thinking. Yep. The other reason why I like it is because from a technical execution Um, I love the way that this looks. It's not too, or I tend to, um, some of my paintings are um, highly chromatic. Mm. And I was really trying to get away from that and to keep things a bit more subdued. Mm -hmm. So I like the fact that it's very, very um, low chroma with the exception of a few bits that are in the light. So I like that it Mm -hmm. really pops. Also, I like the fact that it, it, it's, I think it's a really nice, um, well, the composition is good. Uh, what am I trying to say? I think if you look up close, it's very painterly. Mm. Um, but if you step back, it really comes together.
1: What do you mean by uh, by painterly? Uh,
0: because the it's really done with shapes mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. piece of of um, shapes of color, yeah. uh, shapes of color that are push, pulled together to form like a, mu- a mosaic, so yeah. so to speak, yeah. as opposed to there being like a lot of gradients. And that's the way I, I want my painting to go, mm-hmm. to be more like that. I studied at um, the Florence Academy of Art in Flor- Florence, Italy. Mm-hmm. And that's how they taught us to paint, mm-hmm. is almost like drawing. You know, we would draw using shapes of, um, of uh, different values. Mm-hmm. And then, so it would be almost like a, a paint-by-number oil painting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, different shapes. And then when you when we they transitioned us to painting... That's how we painted. Is we would paint okay. actual shapes. Gotcha. And I think that, to me, that makes a lovely, lovely painting.
1: Yeah. So actually, that that brings me to the the four paintings in the show that are of nature. Okay. There's one in particular called Discovery, um, which which is uh, would be very painterly. Then, in the way you just described it, it's 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 orange and yellow leaves. Um, they do look like shapes. It doesn't look like you're trying to make it extraordinarily detailed in a sort of very photorealistic way, but it's it, it's beautiful. Uh, it, it seems like it is made up of shapes. Yeah, Is that your uh, approach also to, to natural painting? Uh,
0: n- I wouldn't necessarily say that because if you look at Carabasset, uh, that is a landscape and okay. that is not done that way. That's okay. done more of like a, a like the impressionist, like small little dipples or whatever it's called of Mm -hmm, paint. mm -hmm. Whereas discovery is in fact big pieces. Um, So yeah, I mean, discovery, I was just, it's, it's an example of painting is problem solving. That's all it is. Like I show up at the studio every day and I have to solve a problem. I have to solve a problem of what I'm trying to convey to the person looking at this canvas Um, what I want them to see or what I want them to feel or experience and how do I do that with paint yeah and sometimes it the best way to do it is to do small little dots and someday some you know in some the way sometimes the solution is big shapes Um, yeah so yeah yeah, I mean it just depends on where I am and what I think is going to what the solution is
1: sure sure so we we've talked about like why you've chosen the subjects right from those the like your father's photographs when you're choosing uh scenes to paint for the natural paintings like why are you choosing a particular scene to paint
0: so in the case of these these were all done from photos Mm -hmm. um i don't know so wait so what's ask me the question again uh,
1: yeah so like with the you know with with the the paintings we were just talking about from the Korean War you know those were all painted from photographs that right. your father took so there's a clear sort of personal reason why you're painting those
0: gotcha oh I see so you're trying to figure out why yeah. I, the nature ones why I picked them yeah um yeah I think usually I'm looking for it's more than aesthetic. With mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It's more, there's a, there's got to be a story. Yeah. Or uh, it, it's going to, so for instance, with 4th um, of July, 4th, I think it's called, which is the one of the, the two buildings, mm-hmm. there's something about that where you're, uh, the composition where the, it's kind of, the buildings are kind of cut off. You've got the American flags. What's going on? Yeah. Like, what, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, where am I? Yeah. And wh- and I just feel like it it asks a lot of questions. Yeah. Um. The same thing with um like Carabasset, which um it's a very simple composition where you have sky, mountains, you have um, a variety of um, colors. It's fall, mm. and then you can see trees, and you have foreground. But there's something about that composition that was very inviting and made me wonder. Where am I? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is very, something about it was interesting yeah. and curious. Am I on a hike? Yeah. Um, what part of, what, what's going on? What's, is it cold out? Is it warm out? It just had a lot of questions. So normally that's what I'm looking for is something that kind of activate, activates a lot of questions. Yeah, people. sure.
1: And yeah, and I think, you know, the fact that you, you know, you've titled the show Moment, every painting is then sort of referred back to the title of the show and you've chosen to like take this literal and then figurative snapshot and call it out as a moment, which you can ask a question about. Yeah. Um, so then the 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 paintings you have of structures, which which I, I love, those all do seem to pose questions. Like a lot of those structures are uh, seem perhaps sort of past their prime or or yeah. dilapidated in some sense, and it does it does really uh, insinuate the question every time of like, what is going on here? What is the history of this structure? Who goes here? Who went here? Yeah. Um, my favorite one, uh, which apparently is a series, as I read in your book, the, the Dalton's general store yeah. series, you've done a lot of those. I have. Tell me about that.
0: Sure. So Dalton's general store is an abandoned general store. That's in Lake Lore, North Carolina. Uh, I dated somebody who had a home there. So we used to go all the time. And I used to, we used to drive by this abandoned general store, and it is visually stunning. It is the structure, the angles, the um, the pumps. I mean, everything about it. I could not stop looking at this yeah. thing, and I took pictures of it. I did uh, plein air paintings of it. Um, when I you know came back, I have all these photographs. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, I something about it just really uh, speaks to me. I feel like the building has. Um, I, I like to think of all of my structure paintings as portraits, where they're mm-hmm. showing a personality. Yeah, and I feel like this structure has a personality.
1: Yeah, no, I, I feel that from from yeah. You know, when I was first living in Chicago, uh, my roommate at the time brought me to a couple of like random suburbs that had like abandoned buildings. Yeah, and you know, some of them had like you know flowers growing out of yeah. the concrete, and they're saying very very meaningful and very just bizarre about them. And I, I get that sense from your paintings. Like there's a lot that you've imbued into these, into these paintings.
0: Yeah. I'm very intrigued with, I don't know if intrigue's is the right word. I love the idea that some, and I think I talk about this in, in the book, the moment book. I love the fact that something that is abandoned and no longer valued was once brand new. yeah. And not only was it brand new, it was once an idea yeah. that someone thought of that they thought had so much importance that they were willing to spend the time and money and effort to hire someone to design it, to hire people to build it. That at some point there was an opening yep. party yep. and a celebration and people were coming in or this building commenting on the new building. Yeah. And there was a freshness and newness and I, I like to be able to try to capture that yeah in an old building like a glim- a glimpse of the past
1: a glimpse of the old life yeah so I try yeah yeah and I you know and not to um, you know I mentioned like seeing old pictures of my father I'm not not to compare you know people's fathers to like abandoned buildings but like there is something about um, sort of looking at something in its state now is perhaps like old um, and, and appreciating and respecting that like there was once much life there um, that I see as a um, you know connecting thread between the paintings of your father, the painting of these buildings. You seem to have a lot of respect for history and respect for um, all of the past that has led to a present state.
0: Well, that's kind of new, mm. uh, as particularly as it relates to my dad. Mm. Um, you know, you had mentioned that you recently saw photographs of your dad as a young, a young man. And I think that growing up, you don't... I, I think this is probably common with most people. It's hard to think of your parents as actual people because you think of them as your parents. Right. And although you kind of knew that they were young at one point, you don't really you don't really under, fully understand that. Right. And I just recently started to understand that um, at one point my dad was, he was 21 years old yeah. and his everything about the world was the future, right. you right. know, right. and the possibilities. And he knew no more than any other 21 year old. And when he went to Europe, he was experiencing all of this stuff for the first time. Yeah. I mean, I traditionally think of my dad as someone with experience and knowledge and guidance. And and that's why when your parents make mistakes, you're just so yeah. like outraged. Right. Like how could they do that? Whereas, you know, once you become older, you realize I'm you know, they're just like people yeah. like the rest of us. Yeah. And so I do find a lot of there's a lot of parallels <clears throat> between that experience with my dad and the experience with the buildings in, in this in the same way.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then you have your nature ones, right? And nature just goes through cycles forever and ever. So there's your juxtaposition.
0: The thing about nature that I, relates to all of this um, is when you're out in nature, you're experiencing things. If you're out in a walk in the woods, you're experiencing without your phone, Yep. You're experiencing what someone would experience, 500 years ago, identical. Yep.
1: It's a wild thought. Yeah,
0: identical. There's yep. nothing different. They we had, dirt. We had the ground. We had the same birds. We right. had the same sky. Uh, we wouldn't have airplane noise. But other than that, it's a timeless moment. Yeah, and yeah. you know, um, so this whole show is kind of about. It's a little bit of time travel. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think the nature one in the book—it's the last chapter, mm-hmm. and it's about the moments of being in the present.
1: So, what are not to jump ahead of the show, but um, what are you working on now? What 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 comes next after the moment? Yeah. This moment. What what comes next for you? What are you working on now?
0: So I'm not working on anything yet because okay. I'm still sure. um, I'm still pulling everything together. However, I might be. Um, heading into your area oh, okay. uh, because I might be doing some abstracts okay, um, cool. and I, I recently came across some images that I took on a, uh, a moving train I took uh, photographs on the Amtrak I used to go from Boston to New York all the time for work mm-hmm. and I took these photographs with my shutter open mm. um, and they're super interesting yeah. and I found all of these uh, interesting patterns that were made and they really remind me of your paintings mm-hmm. so um, i kind of took inspiration from all of your stuff Um, because when i saw these i'm thinking that could be a good painting and i thought of your work mm. and i'm like and i know how yours looks i won't be copying but you inspired me to think um, that i might try some abstract stuff i am sure. not i can't just do abstract from my brain sure i have to have an anchor of some sort.
1: Yeah, no, but I, I think, I think if a figurative artist of your skill were to work from photographs that were blurry or glitched in some way, that would, that I mean, that would look incredible. That would look beautiful. Um, and the idea of like capturing a moment, the kind of moment that is only captureable with new technology, mm. that is fascinating. So, yeah. I would look forward to seeing that.
0: Yeah. So that, that, and then um, I had some other photographs that I took um, inside a car during a rainstorm looking Mm. through the windshield Mm. Mm. and so that was extremely interesting yeah nature is just you know nature is just um, is amazing I recently uh, uh, interviewed someone on the podcast it's um, the episode isn't live yet but he is a close-up photographer Mm. and he said his work is incredible but he said most of his work is done like on his back porch. Hmm. He can just find stuff sure. um, yeah. like icicles or ice buildup on the railing of his back porch. Sure. And I thought that was really interesting. You know, nature is um, an amazing, you know, visually, it's amazing the stuff that it can create.
1: Yeah, there was a period when I was first in Chicago when I was into photography and I was really just photographing like um, urban decay. Yeah. Like close ups of buildings crumbling or like rust and right yeah yeah
0: robert Porozinski, who's a, another a friend and an artist that was on my podcast he does um some of his work is inspired by like things that he sees on the street like for instance he had one uh series of paintings that were done by stuff that was outside a dumpster hmm. like it was all of this like crap and it was visually interesting and then he would take all this um this these patterns or whatever you would these shapes that were formed and he does these amazing paintings and they're inspired by stuff like that yeah it's incredible
1: yeah so this art book that i that i read will it'll be available at the show will it be available elsewhere or
0: it will be available at the show. Oh. I believe it's going to be available on Amazon as well. Oh, Let's okay. say it's available on Amazon. Okay. they will say it's available on Amazon, so that's exciting. And, um, yeah, so it was. Um, it's a companion book. Yeah. And it kind of talks a lot about what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of an art book where yeah. it's mostly images. Yeah. Uh, but there's some narrative, and I talk about the three different groups of paintings, mm-hmm. and what they mean to me and how they relate to this concept of um, a moment. Yeah. And, you know, one of them is the that all the stuff from my dad, that is moments in the future. Because when those images were being captured, everything in my dad's world was about now plus, now forward. Yeah. Because his yeah. whole life was in, in, ahead of him. The images of the buildings, you know, oftentimes decayed buildings, that's kind of like now minus. So mm-hmm. it's like w- what's happening to the moment now, but looking in the past. Yeah. The ones for nature are just in the moment right now.
1: Yeah. 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 How have you liked working with the center in Halstead?
0: Oh, they're great. They're great. The uh, David Joseph is a. A personal friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, and he's a great artist, and he's the curator. Mm-hmm. So working with him, any chance to um, work with him is always great. And the space is
1: amazing. Have you been there? I've been. It's a beautiful space. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I have yeah. a sixty-foot wall. That's amazing.
0: And we'll have a DJ. Oh, and wow. there's a oh. bar. Cool. And there's it's art and people yeah. and conversation and it'll be fun. Yeah,
1: that's
0: awesome. Thank you very much for um, hanging with me at my studio. And chatting about the show, can yeah. you tell me what you have coming up?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, and thank you so much for for chatting. I'm really excited for your show. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in a few group shows in in March. I'm in a two-person show opening May first at um, Basic Studios, um, and that is uh, a short walk from Logan Square. Uh, and then I'm going to have a solo show of just abstract work. Uh, in August at Olivia Gallery, outside Humboldt Square.
0: Ooh, so how many how many pieces will you have a solo show? <gasps>
1: That'll be a lot. Okay, yeah. what's
0: the date on that? Uh,
1: I don't know about the opening day yet. But it'll be it'll be up in August and September. Okay, and the um, Olivia
0: Gallery is where?
1: That's outside Humboldt. Uh, but but the two person show in uh, opening May first at, at Basic Studios. I'm really excited about the the other artist is fantastic. It's going to be called um, Unportraits because we both do sort of takes on collage or mixed media, um, sort of obs- obscuring faces. Um, yeah, it's a great space. Uh, really excited about that. And where is that located? That is like a 10 minute walk from Logan Square. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Well, thank you. And uh, will I see you at my opening? Oh, on absolutely. The
1: absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
0: My name is Ricky McGuchran and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.